Look, sir, droids. Hi, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name's Roger. You say that every week. And along with Declan over there, we both write a song in the space of a week every week, and we bring them to the podcast and we talk about how we wrote them, the chords, the lyrics, the influences, and all the other stuff that goes into a song. And uh, we're back with another episode. Uh, how are you doing, Declan? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm... What I'm sort of happy, energetic, thumbs up, one out of one. The sun's out. <laughs> Hasn't been all week and the sun is out now and I'm so happy. Oh, it's good, isn't it? And, and we, um, we actually met up in person um, for the first time in a while for uh, live music, which was really cool. That was some soul food. I needed that. Yeah, me too. I we genuinely went... feel like a weight has been lifted now. <laughs> Yeah, we've uh, we went to see Frank Turner along with a load of uh, support acts, which included like Skinny Lister, uh, Pet Needs, Semantics, and his wife. Guys, so yeah, good day out. It really was. Um, yeah, like you say, good <laughs> soul food. I like that. But uh, mm. yeah, it was just so good to see some live music, and I feel like uh, it's really sort of sparked my. Not that my enthusiasm had waned, but just oh, always seeing live music just sort of gives you that kick up the ass, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that's what you can do. Right, I better try harder then. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you and I, we both listen to a lot of albums and studio stuff, but there's nothing quite like seeing someone live and going, like, it's not only the music, but you see their enthusiasm, especially with Frank Turner. I don't know, I've, it was my first time, and it was your, what, seventh time or something? Yeah, it was Josh's tenth. Like, at least <laughs> um, it was quite nice because like I was you know we were stood next to each other watching and uh, and you knew every word of every song which I just thought was sorry about that by the way no, <laughs> no. Wait, wait there to hear Frank Turner not someone next not someone next to you going like and we're definitely going to hear <laughs> um, but no it, it was great it was really cool um, it kind of marked I don't know a return to um i don't want to say normal because that's such an overused phrase but you know a return to live music basically which is you know i've been waiting for well, it's good for me and josh because the last gig that we were meant to go and see before um everything happened was going to be frank turner oh right so that like over a year ago now obviously a year and a bit yeah so that's um nice little bit of poetic uh something there's a song in there somewhere <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves now, but I feel like you reference that weekend in in your lyrics of this week's song, perhaps? Um, not necessarily reference, but, like, inspired by, yes. Uh, okay. But we shall get to that once we introduce what the challenge is this week. What is the challenge this week? I don't know. What is the challenge this week? Well, this week we're writing songs in the style of Music Hall slash Vaudeville. So Music Hall, music hall is kind of the... Uh, British version of vaudeville, um, kind of music from what would you say, like the early twentieth century? It's kind of late eighteen hundreds to uh, like I think about the twenties is when it sort of stops. But it's kind of uh, the reason the genre is called musical. It used to take place in music halls, and it's like popular sing along songs, like sometimes with a tinge of comedy. But they were just like one kind of act. You would also have like variety acts, magicians. Uh, you have stars of music hall, like people like Little Titch and things like that, who uh, are still like, you know, words like that are still known within the culture. So it it's kind of 
like populist Saturday night entertainment, <laughs> as it were, <laughs> in the Victorian age. Um, but it's where a lot of like um, old standards tend to come from. Uh, like for example, the most famous example I can figure off the top of my head is uh, Daisy Daisy. Give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy. All for the love of you. It won't be a stylish marriage. I, I can't afford a carriage. But but you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle made for two. <laughs> Sounds like a newsreader. More at ten. This yeah. This just in Daisy Daisy. <laughs> um There's been a horrendous pile for bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> this just in on musical news. <laughs> Coming live from the scene, it's uh I don't know. I actually don't really know any musical um, artists, but I, I know that. Um, well, I, I feel like perhaps uh, Paul McCartney's songwriting was influenced by sort of older music like that. Yeah, that you get you get like uh, elements of that coming into what uh, I think the rest of the piece was called his granny music, which I like. I don't see why it gets such a bad rap. I, like I mean, part of the stuff. reason I suggested musicals, I knew that you might have like some sort of instinctual, uh, <laughs> even if you never heard of it before, like some sort of instinctual connection. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like before we move on to the songs, like I will say that like this challenge of all the ones we've done is the one I knew like next to nothing about compared to the, like rock and roll and funk. Obviously, you know, we, we've listened to those and we're quite into them, but it's musical for me. I, I had to like literally research it and like, kind of like have a stab in the dark at what I thought it was. So <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm sort of familiar with it. Like it's been you, the style's been used in a few shows that I like. like it's uh, musical songs tend to come a lot, uh, up a Musical songs tend to come up a lot in Jeeves and Worcester, which is like class porn, but it's class porn that I actually like. <laughs> um, and uh, you have like, you know, Doctor Who goes back in time sometimes and they've done episodes set in musicals. I think even Frank Turner's got like a song about musicals called Balfasari and Presario, which is a really good song. I really recommend you check it out. Hmm. Um, so I sort of know of it, but I again, I didn't know the details so much so i had to like getting the dates right and everything so i had to go back and check uh and like try and look at other musical songs and go yes <laughs> yeah totally um so with musical songs uh as as with every week um we're going to take it in terms as to who goes first and this week it's uh declan whose song we're going to listen to first uh tell us about it what's it called and uh we'll have a listen well, this is my music hall song. Uh, do sing along once you know the chorus. And uh, it goes, it's called A British Summer. And it goes something like this. I walk past the flowers in spring And bask in the glorious sun Wearing my t-shirts and board shorts The summer has nearly begun I'm trying my best to ignore The drop that fell on my head It must be a splash from my delicious dash And not from those clouds overhead Storm, please, if you're listening I hate to be such a pain Can you come back? Another day Cause I'm not really dressed for the rain This jacket will stay around my waist 
For as long as it reasonably can I do not feel the chill breeze I'm clearly a quite manly man I'm going to enjoy my ice cream No matter what you say I know that it's cold but it doesn't matter A seagull has nabbed it away Storm plays if you're listening I hate to be such a pain But can you come back another day Cause I'm not really dressed for the rain If I put on my summery hat Then I guess I'll look pretty fly And as an added bonus My head stays slightly more dry I'm not being stubborn, I'm wise This is always the way Summertime lasts 24 hours And is immediately gone the next day Storm plays if you're listening I hate to be such a pain Can you come back another day? Because I'm not really dressed for the rain. Okay, that was A British Summer, Declan's uh, musical vaudeville song this week. Uh, I love it. It's the tweeest thing I've ever heard, and I love it for it. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, yeah, there's there's definitely a route I went down with this one. <laughs> a very self-evident route. Um <laughs> Uh, this one kind of started off with the realization that a lot of um, uh, songs from music hall have like, if they're not comedy songs, they have like an element of comedy in them. Like there's one I can't remember what it's called, but there's one I heard where it's like, um, you can see the view from Putney Bridge, you can see the view from here. If only there weren't all these houses in the way, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of like that idea of like uh, trying to sort of more comedy into songs uh so like the key idea as you were talking about in the intro to this one was kind of like it's this very british thing because british weather is so changeable and because we have very few days of like full-on sun we tend to hang on to that as long as possible so Hmm. like if there are clouds forming overhead you just completely ignore it just keep your t-shirt on it's fine uh that wasn't a drop of rain no that was something else uh (laughs) Which can I say on Saturday when we went to uh, Biddeford to see Frank Turner and, and the rest of the act, uh, you had a hoodie around your waist and I was like, I was saying to you, oh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like today. So I bought a coat just in case, but I've also bought like sort of light clothing. And you were like, I'm going to keep this hoodie around my waist until I absolutely need it. I'm holding on to summer. <laughs> Which... Yeah, like because it, it was meant to rain all day, but like it was sunny when I started my journey. So I just thought, right, I'll just take a hoodie just in case. And then as the clouds kept coming overhead, it's like, no, no, isn't happening, isn't happening. (laughs) But it's this weird thing. It's not like uh, something common to every Brit, but I feel that it happens a lot to us because our weather is so terrible. Right, right. Yeah, it's a a very common thing. I feel like if... um... If you're not a British listener, this is quite a window into the way we think. Yeah. (laughs) This weird mix of uh, cynicism and optimism bound into one. 
very much like I think a, a real picture of British life is, you know, arranging a barbecue uh, and then it starts to just piss it down and you just carry on with the barbecue. No one mentions it. Everyone just eats inside or in the conservatory or something and they're just the poor person who's actually doing the barbecue has to stand out there and they won't get a raincoat they'll just stand out there in the, <laughs> whatever they were dressed in beforehand it's a very thankless job but you know it's our duty as uh englishman it's it's there's it's the proper way to do it there's there's no other way <laughs> uh so so the weather influenced the lyric so did the lyric come first or the, I- the idea for the lyric came first uh-huh. but then sort of i knew kind of I wanted there to be a middle sing-along section as well in the choruses, which I think is probably the weakest part of the song, but, like, it's just simple and people sing along. That's the hope. So uh, I knew kind of what speed it had to be, and for some reason I ended up in, like, three, four time. Interesting. I have no idea why. (laughs) So, so, I mean... I feel like we probably approach the music call like research or like, you know, type of song to go for from different angles. Is this sort of based on a type of song that you listen to or something? I just listened to like I found like a few lists online of like uh, popular musical songs and the ones I didn't know beforehand. I sort of just listened through to them or like people playing because that's the thing. Like it's not like researching musical isn't like researching uh, funk, for example, where like you've got the definite studio recordings that you can refer back to. Ah. Because, like, musical songs are just performed by everybody. And they, they sort of predate the recording era by the way. Like, the start of the mass recording era, I think, ends up coming in in, like, the end of the 20s, I think, Citation Needed, which is kind of when the musicals were dying out. That's so crazy, like... My favourite and maybe your favourite, like, recorded art form is not even 100 years old yet. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't that? Citation needed. Um, uh, but what that does mean is that you're kind of reliant on how people interpret uh, stuff today if you want to hear it. So, like, it's just listening through a load of them and trying to, like, pick out what was compositional and what wasn't. Uh and it just ended up being like these really nice chord sequences that sort of like they're always quite major and they're always quite bright but they're not necessarily diatonic hmm so that's why like actually the bit i had of the first bit first was the end bit the because what that does is it goes from the whole song is played in the key of G but I changed it down to F sharp to sing it but I'm still going to refer to it as if it's in G mm. because because why not it's easier to understand <laughs> far easier yeah uh, so it goes from a D to a, a B over D sharp to an E minor to a B major uh, to a C to a D to a G so you've already got these passing notes in there and these weird little bits that sort of stand out a little bit hmm but you sort of know that you're sort of just gently moving through uh, one, four, and five with a few diversions on the way. Yeah, it sounds to me like the vocal melody is very like it's a major, like almost like nursery rhyme, like a very major scale type of thing. And the chords underneath are where the sophistication lies. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you like. If this is performed to like rowdy crowds in a musical, you would want it to be easy to sing along to. 
<laughs> as opposed like, to like now everybody it's the seven four section yeah <laughs> everyone sing those quarter notes <laughs> yeah one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven one two <laughs> um but uh yeah that's kind of it's also to do with my very limited range and that i was nearing the top of it at points um mm. Which is also why the melody is quite static. Uh, this is just a theme of my songwriting because of what I have been cursed with. Um, but uh, you do have a couple of diminished chords in there as well, which I'm very happy with. So, like the intro Ooh. section is like a G to a sharp diminished to a G, so it's in the right place as well. Uh, which nice. You get that sort of sense of floating down and back up. <laughs> like yeah, just yeah. Gently wandering through. Uh, whatever it would be, which actually kind of influenced the first line, which was, uh, I walk past the flowers in spring. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, it's kind of like once you got that, it's like, yep, tone set, posh it up, just posh as you like. <laughs> I, I do like how, um, how the, the very first lyric right off the bat just matches the feel of the chords. Um, it kind of reminds me of something like, uh, a day in the life by the Beatles, where like just the lyrics match the chords perfectly. Thank you, you're very kind. But then what I also had fun with was that uh, because this isn't this isn't based on like old fashioned British behaviour mm-hmm. or like uh, contemporary to the era of the musical British behaviour. I wanted to emulate the style, but have the lyrics sort of be about modern British behaviour, as it were. And there's not really a lot you can do with that in the words, except for a few <laughs> sections, which I really like. Uh, so after you've had that, uh, I'll bask in the glorious sun, wearing my T-shirts and board shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I, I laughed at that bit. Yeah. It's, like, it's just a stupid little joke to me. Or like, um, if I put on my summery hat... I guess I'll look pretty fly. We're not done stress, Sorry. <laughs> I like the idea that you're like, I'm bringing back musical for this generation. <laughs> I'm making it relevant, goddammit. <laughs> Welcome to my live stream. <laughs> Make sure to smash that like button. <laughs> Please subscribe to my Patreon. <laughs> I hope that you haven't forgotten. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. I I I love that you like injected humor into it. Because uh, we'll come back to this, but I definitely felt that too. Like, oh, there's like an element of comedy in that era or genre. So, <laughs> yeah, like there's if not comedy, then wit. Which yeah. is like uh, it's hard to do a lot of the time. It's even harder when you're trying to do it intentionally. Um, mm. So I I I think it's silly, but I love it. Um, also, like the backing vocals on the chorus, it's <laughs> just to denote where yeah they're just so silly, but I loved doing them. <laughs> if I can make that job, just to do like things like Lord, please if you're listening, Lord, please if you're listening, Lord, please if you're listening. <laughs> That's the uh, highest note you've ever hit on the show, right there. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> My throat. I, this is your patented Declan Kitchener backing vocal choir creation technique. Yes, which is just do the stupidest voices you can. And, like... <laughs> and it works so well. I love it. Yeah. The only thing is if you mix them too high, you can actually hear that they're stupid voices. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a real ca- a case of blending them, isn't it? Yeah, but like in this case, it they needed to be stupid voices, so I'm happy with them. 
Any reason you went for piano for this song rather than guitar? It was written on guitar. Um, Ooh, okay. But I felt that to get truer to the tone of, or to get closer to the tone of what I was trying to emulate, a guitar just really wouldn't cut it. Mm. Like, guitars are really tied up with folk in the UK and country in America. They're not really part of that vaudeville scene, or at least not as a featured instrument, whereas a piano is just basically everywhere. Mm, mm. Uh, like you could get away with something like a banjolele like uh, I know he's a bit afterwards but George Formby songs seem to have come out of the musical tradition and that kind of works on the banjolele kind of thing yeah um, but I don't have one of those I have a ukulele and then you would just be thinking of a gorgeous Hawaiian holiday being ruined by British weather <laughs> so um, yeah piano is the only real choice that makes sense yeah yeah uh, I, it's a really simple song because it's just like the there's one section that just repeats you for times in fact <laughs> um, I recorded this via MIDI piano like playing it but like recording the notes by MIDI um, I actually like screwed up my take of the second verse so I just thought hang on wait a minute this, this is MIDI anyway and it's just the same part three times what if I just copy and paste <gasps> and then no one will ever know <laughs> <laughs> Apart from when you say it on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've given the game away now. But like it's just like one recording of the verse on piano, like done three times. Uh well, I mean yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's the uh that's the joy of software, isn't it? You know. Yeah. I also got my revenge against seagulls in the song. That's my favourite little bit where like uh, the narrator's almost interrupted. Like you'd almost want a stage of props for that. Like, uh, <laughs> I know that it's cold, but oh, it doesn't matter. A seagull has nabbed it away. <laughs> oh, man, I just, I, I really think you nailed the not only the musical side of this song, but just like the the humor as well. Like that era of humor. It's like I said to you when we were listening to it when we were off mic. Um, I feel like this this style just comes really naturally to you. Um, it came far too naturally. I am very <laughs> worried for myself. No, it's it's really really cool. Um, so uh, yeah, you've spoken about the the verse chords, but what about the chorus chords? Oh yeah, the chorus chords—they're just even more simple because again, it's a sing along section, so you don't want to be throwing like diminishes at people. Um, <laughs> it's not so, church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just like a D down to a C, a D back up to a G, and originally that repeated, but then I thought, no, I need to have like. A bit of movement in here somewhere so it goes from an a minor to a g over b to a c to an a over c sharp Ooh, 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 ooh that's cool ooh, that's cool we say so that'll be your excitement major two uh yes it would actually with a uh third in the bass if i'm not mistaken very cool correctamundo you win the solid gold no prize um and then up then up to a d and back to a g and then we're all resolved until we go around the cycle again and again, and again. I, I mean, I again. I don't know much about music hall, um, but, but I know what I like. <laughs> and I likes what I knows. Uh, but no, I feel like um, a big part of it is like just having something everyone can sing, and like not introducing too many sections for us. Like everybody, and then everyone just sings on a loop, right? All together now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and introducing like yeah, I think it's almost like uh, baby bar. It's almost similar to uh, folk 
music. You know when you go to those folk nights? I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them, to be honest with you, but where you go and the chorus is so simple and it's like, it just goes verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. So by the time it's the third chorus, everyone in the pub knows the whole chorus. Hmm. Which is a trick that we don't use that much because we're smarty pants who like to show off and the end result is that no one can remember any of our songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we're much more fans of that 70s style of chorus where like maybe the chorus's lyric will change every time or maybe it'll change key or introduce a new chord or something. <laughs> or maybe the chorus is half length and you go straight into the bridge or maybe there are no choruses. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, it's the ghost of no choruses. It's the ghost chorus. It was cut from a song in the 70s, <laughs> and now it haunts songwriting sessions in that studio to this day. <laughs> I'm catchy. <laughs> You'll have me stuck in your head for the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm spinning around. Get out of my way. <laughs> what are we on? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but I want some more, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about all I have to say about my song. It's not very complex this week. Um, but I hope it's funny. It's if funny. Not, then it... I failed. I, I, I failed, it. and I tried so hard. I tried. I put my heart and soul into everything that I do, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so emotional right now. See, this is what I have to do to get up into the high voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, just get emotional. Yeah. I'm really feeling quite, quite fragile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just got me laughing now. Uh, but no, I, I, <laughs> this is my plan. Then we can't talk about my song. <laughs> I really like it. I really, really like this one. Um, I feel like you just, um, you just nailed the brief. <laughs> Absolutely. I I understood the assignment, as the kids say. Um, thank you. Hit bingo. Yes. Look at me being all cool and down with the kids with a Z. Um, Yo, I understood, fam. Quite. Barely. Okay, we should move um, on because now we're getting weird. Yeah. We always do, we always do this when we don't know how to transition to the next section of the podcast. We just get really strange, as if that'll solve it somehow. <laughs> yeah, at least it's interesting to listen to. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers fingers and toes crossed. Fingers on buzzers. Roger. Yes. What is your musical song for this week? My musical song this week is called Cigarettes. And Ooh. And it goes like this. Ah! Well, old King Cole was a merry old soul, but he never caught his son smoking. I walked to the back and I called him with a pack and I said, you must be joking. I never ever thought my son would be the type to take a match and run from me. You're gonna have to try just a little bit harder than that. Boy, I said, come back, you're gonna smoke this pack, and then you're gonna smoke another. Till your mouth gets sick of the nicotine sticks, and then you're gonna tell your brother, never ever be a fool like me. You better stay clear of the CIG. A R E T T E S. Cigarettes!
Well, you lay your head where you make your bed, so tonight you're sleeping in the ashtray. You might like smokes, but it stunts your growth, and you don't want to grow up that way. You might hate me for a long, long time, but one of these days you're going to change your mind. You don't want to be a pack-a-day man like me, son. You don't want to be a pack-a-day man like me, boy. You don't want to be a pack-a-day man like me. Uh, so that was Roger's song this week, Cigarettes. I really like this. It's kind of got like a bit of oomph and get up and go to it, but it's got like a bit of a tongue twister thing to it as well. And it's also got that twist ending and it's got a kazoo solo. It's got everything. It How? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, I guess I'll just start with like where what I thought musical was. Um, and it's kind of just, I thought of it as just being funny and fast and entertaining rather than introspective. Cause like, I don't think people will go to a musical show and see somebody, you know, see Tom York up there, you know, with a banjo lele. Yeah. <laughs> talking about his um, anxiety. Everything in his right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a, uh, I think like the first because we decided we do musical um, little yeah, look behind the curtain here right before Roger, don't show them be- behind the curtain I'm still changing from the last song <laughs> right before we uh, had to write and uh, as we decided that that was the day that um, my dad and I finished building this little three string guitar thing out of a uh, tin can or like an oil can. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll have seen it. Um, but it's just this little, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like an olive oil can, which we attached neck to and painted it and put machine heads on and stuff. And I just thought the moment we, we finished that was the time we, we decided we'd do a musical. And I just kind of thought this will be like the perfect instrument to write on. Everything aligned up for you there. But like you yeah. literally built the instrument that you wrote it on this week. Like... How fucking extra are you sometimes? And why can't I be this extra? It was an accident, I assure you. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Um, uh, What do you call it? Uh, But yeah, I mean, I just thought that's the perfect instrument for it. And um, because like you, I was thinking like guitar, guitar wasn't really a used instrument back then. Like if you ever saw a guitar, it wasn't an electric guitar in that era. If anything, it was just like a guy on like an acoustic guitar at the back providing like, I don't know, extra chordal rhythm to the drums, you know? Yeah, just kind of like filling out the sound a little bit more. Hmm. It wasn't until later, you know, people like, um, I don't know, Elvis is a huge example, are people who like were famously like accompanied themselves on the guitar. So I thought, I've got to avoid the guitar somehow. And then when we built that, I was like, yeah, that's a good way to start. Well, I mean, it's kind of the folk popular folk hasn't really taken off in america yet at this point so right like that uh and like folk instruments are still like violins and things over here or like fiddles i should say uh like more classical stringed instruments like that so like that doesn't begin to get associated with folk until a bit afterwards so they're kind of absent they're really a very modern invention well they're not a modern invention but like in terms of popular music yeah yeah definitely um so I mean, it's it's interesting that you kind of got to go for something that's not guitar. Uh, but we're both guitarists, so what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you play piano 
really well, so so that helps a lot. I mean, I got to grade three, so that's about <laughs> out of eight. So that uh, shows you my level of skill. <laughs> uh, and then, like, once I had that, that built, I, I can basically play this thing in one key, and that key is A major. Um, and then I just basically spent a few days figuring out, you know, my my chords in in that scale so my one two three four five six seven and eight and then like a few little tricks like having a major two instead of a minor two and how to play a minor four um all that sort of thing you know the stuff i like to do um and stuff that we like to do with with chords and then i sort of had a palette to work with and i thought it's actually quite good that i've got a simple palette to work with um this week because i don't want to be overly complex because like you said this these are songs that are intended for an audience to grasp quite quickly and sing along with and be entertaining rather than you know clever yeah we're not we're not in jazz territory this week no no exactly and then um and then like so i kind of knew what type and then i was like uh i didn't quite know where to place the genre and like which references to go to because like you said there's not like this plethora of recorded music from it so i i kind of took a leaf out of your book when you said i believe it was last week correct me if i'm wrong where you were like i'm gonna try and find a rhythm before i write the song so i just kind of thought of the rhythm of when i'm cleaning windows you know the the george form i was gonna say that i I, like uh the rhythm feels very much in that kind of george form bs style yeah, definitely, definitely. Just kind of like strum, 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 ba dum ba bam da ba dum ba And I just thought that was like, I mean, that kind of like ticked all the boxes for me of being entertaining, upbeat, you know, probably catchy. Uh, and then I kind of needed a subject matter, and that was kind of the sticking point for me for a few days, because usually I'll write something quite abstract in my lyrics where like I could explain it afterwards, you know, like it's kind of about this or this. But with this one, it's like, I felt like I needed to tell a story or, or like make a joke or like it needed to be about a thing. And actually I feel like, um, I feel like these challenges have been really fruitful in the sense that they've made me think about songwriting differently. And like, I'm quite proud that although the song's about a stupid subject matter this week or a silly subject matter, I should say, um, I managed to talk about one thing for the whole time, which I really, rarely do. So yeah, it's kind of odd that a lot of the times we've been like thinking about the lyrics a lot more than we normally would, uh, which is just kind of... Um, you and I have said it before, we're musicians, we're not poets. Mm. But like we've managed to pick a load of genres where the words are actually really important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I was just kind of thinking, like, I kind of had... <laughs> this kind of sounds a little weird, maybe, but I had this image in my head of, like... Um, a guy taking to the stage, you know, oh, next up is whatever his name is. And then he walks out on the stage and he's got his little three string tin guitar thing. And then how he would introduce the song. And I, I just kind of thought of like this guy going, Hey, any parents out there? And everyone goes, yeah, you know, oh, kids can be a handful, that sort of thing. And, uh, I caught my son smoking the other day. And I just, I've, I had this image in my head rattling around that, that classic image of, um, um, a kid being caught smoking and then his parents go, you know, we're going to make sure you never smoke again. You're going to smoke that whole pack of cigarettes until you're sick of them, you know? I was also going to say this because you kind of like writing your songs about common phrases and common sayings. Like this is kind of like around that common myth of like, uh, you know, someone says like, well, I know someone whose uh, dad made him smoke every single cigarette uh, when he caught him smoking. <laughs> yeah. 
Like everyone's everyone knows like someone who allegedly had knew someone who had that happen to them. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's kind of like one of those things that just floats around in the collective consciousness, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, oddly, the first lyric that came into my head, you know, sometimes sometimes lyrics take ages, and you have to like think about, okay, does that word fit with this one, or like, you know, uh, let me actually intellectually think about this. Which the first lyric I got, which just fit the rhythm I was going for, was, "Well, old King Cole was a merry old soul," <laughs> which uh, is obviously a you know in that old King Cole song. Mm. Um. And I was thinking, okay, right, so how do I get that to kind of fit with the rest? And I was like, he's a merry old soul, but he never caught his son smoking. And then I was like, oh, okay, we're off to the races now. So, <laughs> Yeah, we've got a theme. Let's go. <laughs> um, and... Can I just say, I love, yeah. uh, like, the bit where you sort of, before the kazoo solo, which, again, is great, but you have that section where you just sort of uh, have the audience go, I've got a C I G R E T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that that bit was actually completely uh, unplanned and just out of necessity because um, I I wanted it all to have like a really really strong rhyme scheme, like internal rhymes and everything, and just like I mean I don't know, almost like not rap esque, obviously, but just like you know, rap music contains a lot of internal rhymes, and so I had this bit. Where it feels I... like a tongue twister. This one. Yeah, yeah, very much. And it, God, it was hard to sing as well. <laughs> um, it says, uh, you know, you're going to start to feel sick from the nicotine sticks and then you're going to tell your brother, never ever be a fool like me. You better steer clear of the... And then I was like, what rhymes there? And I just couldn't think of anything for ages. So I was like, C-I-G-A-R-E-T-T-E-S. And I was like, you can have the whole crowd go, cigarettes! And I just thought that would just be like a really odd little moment. Like... I kind of like. You can the... imagine, like, if the song was known, the audience would know to sort of just <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. at that bit. And something about that just like made me chuckle. That like the whole song's like, I caught my son smoking, and smoking's bad. And then the whole crowd is like, Yay, nicotine! <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing that we can enjoy, but they can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then I had to have a kazoo solo because why not? You know. It would literally get people dancing in the aisles. So, like, it, <laughs> it, it's a bop. It slaps. Um, that, that's what the, that's what the youth say, right? It slaps. I've uh, completed the assignment, or whatever you said earlier. Understood the assignment. Understood the assignment. That old piece of street slang. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but basically, I just kind of had to come up with, like you. You know, you were saying like, oh, I just kind of had the same section repeated three times same here basically um like each section uh comprises of sort of two halves um so i'm gonna this is a bit odd but i'm gonna talk about this in in the key of e just because it uh it's a little bit easier for me to think in those terms but the song is actually in a so uh so the verse chords so if you're playing at home Put your capo up pretty bloody high. <laughs> if you're play- playing along at home, don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so it goes like this. Uh, the verse goes E major as the one, F sharp minor, B, E. So relatively straightforward. And then it goes E, F sharp major, Ooh. B, E. And then it goes to, like, the second half, which I kind of thought of as, like, I don't know, a bridge, but it's not really bridged to anything apart from resetting. So it goes G, 
sharp seven, and then C sharp minor. It sounds so forced. Blink B- twice if someone's forcing you to say this. Help me. B major, E major, and then that th- that'll do. But um. <laughs> that accord you could edit them in post. Um so yeah, so that that that's basically the section. And really it was about the melody more than the chords. If you can't tell, I didn't really think about the chords that much. They just accompanied the melody. And then it was just a case of writing words which fit the syllables, had nice internal rhymes, and you know, were catchy enough that an audience might sort of know them after a while. So yeah. Hmm. Oh, I thoroughly approve of <gasps> like that method of songwriting. You sound so relieved. Um, I am. Uh, yeah, I. This feels like we've gone for like two different sides of the same genre here, which I kind of find it interesting when we do that because you've gone for the really fast tongue twister show offy kind of thing, and I've just gone for the uh, right everybody all together now. If we get, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm going to be posh for a few minutes. I feel like us in the past, like, you know, very, very early episodes of the podcast, I feel like we'd be surprised that we went in those directions. Because I used to always be the person who would write, like, like the ballad, like, slow song, and you'd always be the one who writes the upbeat one. So we swapped for this time. What's happened to us? We got old, man. We got old. You've sold out. No! It used to be about the music. That. Now it's just all about the money, man. By the way, I... where's my money, man? oh it'd be nice to make some money one day yeah it would i mean it's not gonna happen but you know it'd be nice well you never know never say never as um james bond used to say never say die he said i'm saying never say never you're more like the spice girls is that what they said did they say that i don't know they said zigga zigga um well, they did say that two become one, so they're losing money. Exactly, they're, they're, they're doing a merger. No, 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 don't don't be the Spice Girls, Roger. Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't be a Spice Girl. <laughs> I would say that's the title. That's a very odd title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's about all I can think to say about the song this week. Well, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, I think it's got a load of energy. I'd actually like to see you do... Um, this one live and I still can't believe you built the guitar this week that you played that on like seriously what a swat uh. <laughs> teacher I, I I prepared you a shiny red apple and put it on your desk <laughs> um, yeah but don't expect this in future I'm not going to build an instrument for every episode <laughs> in future yeah turns out we're doing sci-fi next week can you build a pheromone in that time <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and then it best. would just basically be me like giving you endless requests, like, but can you do the Doctor Who theme on it? But it, like, it's a fair minute. It could do anything. Yeah, I know, but you have to do the Doctor Who theme on it. <laughs> you joke, but that would definitely happen if I had a theremin. Yes, it would. Um, <laughs> Multiple I, times. I'm not even going to deny it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I <laughs> the funny thing with this this song this week, I don't know if you feel the same about yours. It's like. I like it, it turned out well, but, like, what can I do with it that's not, like, obviously a music hall parody um, in, in terms of, like, developing it and stuff? But I might just embrace the music hallness of it and produce it up a little bit, you know. 
See, I kind of feel that you could go down the route of uh, having... I think it, your one would fit more naturally into your recording music than mine would into mine. But like having it as like a secret track or like an intermission or something or just like... Um, thank you, that was side one of the record. And now, while we wait for side two, here is Roger Formby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh one last little thing um, is... Uh... In the, I know this isn't really musical, it's more barbershop, but in the Peter Gabriel song, Excuse Me, um, there's that lovely little counting where he, he, like a weird voice goes, one, or two, or one, two, three. Uh, and I was going to put something like that on the beginning of mine, but I couldn't do the voice, which made me oh, sad. Ah, uh, well, I know. I want that kind of really sort of, ah, 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 see? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, see? Ah, copper, ah. Yeah, um, Dave Chappelle's 1940s villain voice uh, for those who get that reference. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I suppose we should move on to email corner, should we? We we probably should do that, seeing as that's an established part of this show, and it would be weird if we had an email and we didn't read it out. That would be weird. That would be very weird. That uh, was a very specific denial to something that did not actually happen. <laughs> oh my Continue god! Continue your day, citizens. Your voice, is, your musical voice, is stuck with the wind. Oh no! I shall have to do the rest of the episode like this. What a bother! Tune in next time to find out what happens to Declan and Roger. Uh, so this week we have had another email from James Doss. Uh, you may remember last week he wrote in asking us why we didn't like Friends and mm. telling Roger that he couldn't be his friend anymore, uh, <laughs> and also saying that he had a song. Uh, so, this is the email this week. Here is a previously mentioned podcast jingle I made. I think this took like two days. Not sure about that, really. <laughs> but anyway, regarding friends, I appreciate the one out of one rating, and I think you made valid criticisms. Reflecting on why I like it, I think it was because I only saw it for the first time a few years ago, and at the time, I identified with some of the character tropes. Anyway, I'd love to hear you dissect this jingle, because I feel it really nails its intended purpose, but I'm not quite sure what I did right. And maybe I'm wrong. Uh, shrugging emoji. Either way, <laughs> cheers. James. P.S. The songs and the production are amazing and continue to get better in this season. Oh, thank you, James. Um, that's James from 1920 using words like... Emo using emojis <laughs> and words like... I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to retake that insensible voice? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as uh, James mentioned, he has sent in the jingle that he did for his mate's podcast called All Boozed Up, where it is uh, a friend of his talking about doing literally doing literary analysis on air whilst drunk. Literally Why? analysis. Literally an <laughs> literary analysis. Stop mocking me. You do the same I to me. I mock you. <laughs> you would do the same <laughs> to me. We can't do this the other way around. I have to be the cruel, vindictive master here. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes. So, one thing to keep in mind: Does this make you think of literal analysis? But this is uh, the jingle for all boost up.
Welcome to All Boozed Up. The show where we do literal analysis whilst also getting pissed. I, I think it works perfectly. Um, it's a, yeah, it works great for, for the podcast as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, it feels like a pub band, doesn't it? It does. A little bit. It, it does, yeah. Um, it, I like the kind of like almost low fineness of it. And um, I love that guitar tone in the left headphone with the vibe thing on it. That's cool. The sort of like the chorusy kind of thing, yeah. It sort of really sets you in for this sort of like kind of relaxed, but happy, but like relaxed and just kind of we're all feeling a bit loose, man. Come on, let's go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and also like on a like I suppose a technical term or something. Um, I I edit podcasts for a living, and uh, like if I received that as the intro music for a podcast, I mean it fits perfectly and it's really professionally done. So uh, on that level alone, it's it's really good. It is really good. Why don't we do our podcast drunk? We should at some point, especially yeah. We we should we should do especially a... now that we don't have to drive to each other's places whilst the world is currently, you know, you know, you know, you've uh, seen the world. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should uh, maybe do uh, the roundup episode drunk. Oh, that's good. I'll be paid by then. That would be good, actually. That'd be good. I suppose we haven't done that before, I, actually. I mean, we sort of done it a little bit with the um, uh, Beer Wolf episode, where I had a bit more to drink than you did. Yeah, but then um, one of us is always driving in those instances, isn't it? Yeah, that's the issue. But not <laughs> now. Well, basically, if the podcast e- ends up being abysmal in a couple of weeks' time, then, <laughs> James, you're the one to blame. How How, how dare you? Why? Why did you make us do this? I, I I applaud you, James. I think it's a very good idea. No, don't applaud him when he's ruining our podcast <laughs> with great ideas. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, thanks for sending that in, James. Um, I think it's a really good jingle and uh, well produced as well as well written. Indeed, I uh, echo all of that. Well done. You get another one out of one. One out of one. I'm going to have to come up with another comedy raising because I've literally just started saying that in my everyday life. <laughs> one out of one. One out it's of one. It's good because it's not insulting at all. Like if somebody says, what do you think of this? One out of one. Like it's... Uh... It's like you could have failed spectacularly or you could have succeeded the best you ever could and you succeeded the best you ever could. Have a nice day. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've got anything that you'd like to send in to be listened to on air, or if you just want to write us some words to be spoken out in a cod, silly voice, uh, or you just like sending bits of data through the internet for no particular reason, then why not send that bit of data as an email to weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page and on our Instagram page if you just search Weekly Song Podcast. Those are the things that will come up when you search in those specific cir- uh, um, services. You're welcome. Uh, where can they find your Roger <laughs> music? Your Roger music. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to pull me up on that one. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I have an EP out today. <laughs> You're listening to this on Friday the 25th. And uh, yeah, Swear Jar, my new EP, is out today. And it's available from rogerheathers.com. It's also on Spotify, Apple Music. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. And uh, if you like it, then please share it and uh, tell a friend who you think might like it. 
Uh, Declan plays uh, bass and guitar on do some I? of the songs. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Such a short memory, Declan. Such a short memory. Who are you again? Uh, <laughs> not this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Roger. I'm your friend. <laughs> What's the concept of friendship? <laughs> anyway, right, yes, back check to out Fr- Roger's EP. It's really good. Yeah, so that's out today. Uh, please give it a listen. Uh, where can people find you and your music, Declan? Uh, you can find me on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, all the all these places. You can find Roger's music in all these places as well, because I think you just literally said that you had an EP out, but not where to find it. Oh, I said um, where? I said where? Check, did you? Check the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so embarrassed when I listen back to this. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me in those places, and... After you've decided that my music isn't worth it, you can go straight over to Rogers and listen to his. Also, uh, some of Rogers' music is available for free. So if you're unsure about whether it's your cup of tea, just download a few, try them for free. And once you realise that you absolutely love it, you can then pay for the rest of his catalogue. Because artists deserve to be paid. Absolutely. Uh... That felt weirdly confrontational at <laughs> a point, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. So pay up, you <laughs> Yeah, um, I want to say thanks to uh, to those of you who have uh, pre-ordered the uh, the EP as well from uh, Bandcamp. That really means a lot, and uh, it's weird to have pre-orders because I'm not used to it. So thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, next this week we wrote music called Vaudeville Songs, as you know, because this is the end of the episode, and why wouldn't you know that unless you fast-forwarded it? Um, if you did, please leave us a comment telling us uh, why you feel that this is an acceptable use of your time and our time. Uh, and you may convince us, and we may just start doing beginning and ends of episodes. I just love the outros of shows. I collect them. Uh, but yeah, this week, this coming week, we are writing dance songs, which is terrifying. There we go. I've done it. We had, we had a few uh, genres to choose from left on the list. Uh, jazz, dance, and like Britpop was the other one. And... Uh, out of all the genres in the world, because clearly we made an exhaustive list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reggae, never heard of her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, dance music. Uh, I have no clue how to start that one. How about you? I have an idea of what I might physically do, but no idea of what I might musically do. Physical? What, you might dance, you mean? I mean, hopefully. that That's the point of the whole exercise, isn't it? It is actually, yeah. Um, so, yeah, dance music. But, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, we shall see you next time for that then. Ta-ra! Ta-ra! I think once I heard Joey Ramone rhyme corner with skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you not say that in the episode? Because that would have been a brilliant title. (laughs) It wasn't relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well.